This is Ron Moss from the heart. It was um, 2001 uh, at the, that particular time. I was working at West Market School for a, a school district in South Carolina. Uh, I think at the time I was a school to family advocate or school to family liaison. It was a typical day. Um, I remember getting different assignments to to do what we needed to do, and I remember hearing about something that was going on in New York City, and I remember peeping my head in the door <clears throat> of the media room where the TV was, and as I walked into the media room, I saw a plane crashing into a tall building. And I think the two or three of us that was in that room looked at each other and said, what in the world is going on? And it was shortly after that news report started flowing in that there was other plane crashes and, and other things that were taking place on that particular day. And, uh, and then our school immediately, uh, in the district itself, immediately went on lockdown. Now, the problem with that was when you go on lockdown, no one can leave the building. And at that time, uh, my wife was uh, pregnant carrying our child. And, uh, and I remember going to uh, the principal and telling her after we kind of got more information that there was a, an attack going on, that if this was truly something that could involve all the states or involved us, that I wanted to go home and and be with my family uh, to at least help comfort, you know, my family in this time of need. And uh, and I remember taking that ride from the school to home and just kind of coming to terms with the fact that could this be it? Could this be the end of the world? Could this be over, what, what, what were going to be the attacks that were going to come to South Carolina, what, what was going to take place here, and, and we, uh, I think the t at the time, my, my wife was eight or seven, eight months pregnant, and I remember, um, uh, and we didn't know, we, you know, we didn't want to know uh, oh, what the baby was, we, you know, I had prayed that God would give me a daughter, but we didn't want to know until it was time. And I remember uh, getting home and, you know, and I don't know if, if at that point uh, my wife knew what was going on, but kind of helped her or let her know what was happening and, and what was taking place. And, and we just kind of sat here the rest of the day and kind of watched TV. And I remember, you know, waiting to hear that something bad was happening in South Carolina or something bad was happening in the neighboring states of Georgia or North Carolina. It would appear as it got later and later into night that the main focus seemed to be in New York and some other places where I think there was another plane crash. I think the Pentagon at that time had been hit and it was just total chaos going on and, and people wondering how could this happen. And, you know, as I reflect back on that far back on that time, you know, as all of this bad stuff was taking place, you know, 
not knowing what was going to happen next, not knowing what was going to happen. Was this the end? Could this be over? The shock of believing that someone would actually come and attack America like that, would attack the United States of America like that, could systematically come in and and do what they did in such a in such a situation that potentially would kill thousands of people. And and at the same time, and I knew that uh, my child wasn't the only uh, uh, birth that was on the way. I'm sure there was other families that were, were that were dealing with having a pregnant wife or a pregnant girlfriend or pregnant friend. And 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 here on one end you're watching this, but on the other end you know that there is an individual, a human being, that's going to be brought into this world. And and then you take room and you pause and go, oh my God, what am I bringing this child into? You know, you already, if you kind of look at the plight of history, you already got a lot going on. I used to always say this. I used to always tell folk that, you know, we're wearing our, you know, when there's a funeral, you know, people always put on uh, their black suits and they put on their black dresses and it becomes a sad occasion. And I used to tell people all the time, and I think you, we got it kind of twisted. That's the kind of wrong time to wear uh, a suit, a mourning, you know, wear a suit to mourn or, or to remember or in remembrance of. I think if you really want to do it right, you have the black suit, the black dress, and all that on in the delivery room. And you're you're mourning the fact that the world has not got any better. You're mourning the fact that there's still racism. You're mourning the fact that they're still separate and not equal. You're mourning the fact that we're bringing this child into a world that is so upside down that it is crazy. But then, because, you know, there's always the but, but then you accept the fact that if you can make it and you have the, the inward ability to make it, then it becomes even more apparent and becomes more critical that you also teach that child how to make it too. You know, who knows why we continue to go through what we go through. Well, there's a lot of reasons why. But there's still births that take place every single day, every minute, every hour, every second. Somebody's being born right now as I speak. And the hope is that that parent or parents will do everything they can to make sure that that individual will learn how to survive. Uh, our child was born uh, January the 16th, 2002. And she turned out, you hear me say she, because I remember the doctor said, okay, Mr. Moss, I'm going to let you call it. And I saw all that hair come out first, and I said, that's my little girl right there. And I don't know about other men, but I, I guess I can say for most men, when you have a little girl, it becomes automatic that you have to spoil her. You have to take care of her. You have to let her see that you are a man that you're a provider, that you do what needs to be done to take care of home, because you actually become the image of the type of man 
that one day a boyfriend that she's going to hook up with. And if you're not doing what you're supposed to do by creating that positive image, then she becomes damaged property or damaged goods. Now, that doesn't mean that you're going to be perfect. No, don't don't get that twisted. Uh, but it does mean that you have to make sure that you are in communication mode with her. Explain the, the ins and outs, the ups, the downs, the confused or the, the stuff that makes sense and stuff that don't make sense. You know, make sure you are uh, sitting down, having heart to heart conversations. You know, one of the things I've done over the years with my daughter and my niece is that I would make sure that when I, I would make time to have what I would call critical conversations about life, you know, conversations about how to survive in this mean, mad world, because we don't have to have folk to come from Saudi Arabia or Kuwait or wherever they come from. We got some homegrown folk right here in the good U.S. of A. that will kill you that will rob you, that will steal from you, that will rape you, that will do harm to you right here in our good old U.S. of A. <clears throat> and so it became critical to have those kind. And, and mommy did her job, too. I don't want to take anything away that, you know, this was on, all on me. But uh, mommy did her job, too. I think that, and if truth be told, mommy spent more time than I did because I work all the time. And so I just made it my business to make sure that the time I did have, that I would make that time count, that I would make that that time mean something. And and I can remember one of the most critical things <clears throat> that I remember discussing with my daughter was to make sure that, you know, when, when you're driving, you are always told to be the good defensive driver. Well, I think that that applies in life, too that you got to be the defensive person in life. When others are not looking out for you, you have to look out for yourself. You have to make sure that you stay aware of your surroundings, stay aware of what's going on. Be the person that thinks out loud. Be the leader in the group. Be the one in the group that potentially can save everybody else because you notice things that they don't have time to notice or they refuse to notice. And I guess ultimately I was telling her, you got to be different, even when you don't want to be different. Because being different could potentially save your life. We're lucky. Uh, we have never had any major issues with our child, <clears throat> with our daughter. She has been probably for me, uh, God's gift from heaven. You know, when you pray for something, and the Lord gives it to you, then that's a gift from heaven. And one of the promises that I made to God, that as long as I had breath in my body, that I would provide for my daughter until I died. And, uh, and I think she makes it a point to make sure that I keep up with that bargain. Because she's always asking for money. Uh, she's, she's, uh, she, she's, but she's a good girl. It's almost like when you got a good child and they do what they're supposed to do they're not perfect nobody is they but she's been consistent let's put it that way <clears throat> she's been consistent and when you have that you can't help but 
bless them. You can't help but bless her. You can't help but show your appreciation, not just through communication, not just through love in general, love, you know, that's in the heart. But you do it by what you can give to, you know, because of that. And uh, and we've been blessed enough to where uh, we've never had to go to jail to, to bail her out. We never had to go to school because she was in a fight. Uh, we never had to uh, go and sit down with, with the folk because she was pregnant. You know, and, and here she is on her 20th day of her birthday. Uh, she had given us, uh, and particularly given me, you know, the greatest gift I can ever have. And so today being her birthday, I wanted to honor her and let her know that I thank God that God gave us you. Uh, and I'll just call her Sam because I don't want to put her name out there. God gave us you, Sam, and we are so forever grateful. I am so forever grateful. Uh, I, I think I see more of me and you uh, than, than, than I see anything else. You, you almost, and I told you this before, you remind me of my grandmother. You know, the, the looks, uh, sometimes the demeanor, but you also remind me of my baby sister. And then sometimes you remind me of my older sister. You know, you have all those qualities wrapped up in the one. And then, of course, you have your mama, you know, uh, who you are connected to. And you have all her, her ins and outs because that's your mama. And then I can even see your grandmother in you, you know. And I think as long as you continue to be uh, Sam that you can be, and you have a you have a great aunt, you have a whole lot of support out there, a good support of family and friends that have always been there for you. And uh, and I think if you continue to continue to strive and be the best that you can be, uh, can continue to set that example for other young girls to see that it's okay not to have to hang out all the time. You know, she's in her second year of college and she don't really come home that much anymore. She don't really have time for her daddy like her daddy want to, but that's just me being jealous, me being uh, wanting to be around my daughter, want my daughter to spend time with her daddy. But I, I understand that. And, uh, and I'm just so grateful that God looked down you know, on this earth, and he looked at me and said, I need to give Sam to you, because I know if I do, you're going to make sure you train her right and raise her right where she can survive in this mean, mad world. So God bless you, Sam, for this great day, and God continue to bless you, continue to be the person that you are. Could be continue to be consistent in doing positive. Continue to be consistent in being the person who will speak up if you need to speak up. Uh, she also has a gift to sing. I want to make sure I say that. God blessed her with a with a very good singing voice. Uh, I, I, Lord, I think Lord blessed me with a good singing voice too. And my baby, my twin brother, could sing. And uh, but I've never tried to seriously apply it. So I can't get her to do a duet with me. Maybe for 20, uh, 2022, we can do a duet sometime this year so I can prove to her that I can be serious and sing. But we'll just have to wait and see. But uh, she's got a great personality, 
and uh, and she's just a good-hearted person. Uh, I think that she, uh, at her age, exemplifies uh, God's greatest commandment. She understands what it means to not just love herself, but love her neighbor just as much as she loved herself. And I think that because she had good parents who pushed that on her, and they and she saw that through them that uh, she was able to understand why it's important not to just be about yourself, but to be about our father's business. And so we're grateful for that. And that we, so we continue to say, God, continue to bless her, continue to put a hedge of protection around her, and uh, continue to lift her up, continue to keep us strong. Oh, yeah. Peace.